are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now see, this promise that God made to Abraham that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law. It came through the righteousness of faith. So we've entered into a new era here. In fact, this is why the scripture said, and we mentioned it in one of the other sessions, that God preached the gospel first to Abraham. He preached faith to Abraham. Abraham got a hold of it. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, or to this end, that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So we know what the Apostle Paul is putting forth here is, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. In other words, God's grace is his willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. And it comes by faith. That grace comes by faith. And like I said, you get started in Romans, you just can't hardly quit. Come on over to the fifth chapter. (laughs) Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. Now notice how we have access into grace. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, let's go into the sixth chapter here, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. Now, he's talking about the works of the old man, the dead works, and of doctrines and of baptism and of the laying on of hands. Now, you'll notice here that he talks about Six fundamental doctrines of Christ. And one of those that he mentions there is the laying on of hands. Doctrines of baptism and of the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. For this we will do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the good word of God and the power of the world to come, If they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, seeing they have crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to open shame. Now, Paul is talking about going on. Now, he said we're not getting away from these things, but he said going on to some other things. Now, in verse 4 is probably one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the Bible. It and a few others would (laughs) qualify to be the most misunderstood. You hear a lot of people say that the Bible says here that a man could never be saved after he's done this. But now, let me point out something to you here, that sometimes we do read things into the Scriptures that it does not say. Now, it's highly likely that many people that get caught in this will never be converted or brought back to God. 
But notice what he says. It is impossible for those which were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Now, you see, many times people think, well, I've committed that. They call it the unpardonable sin or sin unto death. When they haven't tasted of the good word of God, they have not entered into the heavenly gifts. There's people been saying in the mental institutions actually are full of people that think they have sinned against the Holy Ghost, blasphemed against the Holy Ghost. And because they think they have sinned beyond any repentance, they open the door to the devil and the devil takes over their mind they become insane. When just a good knowledge of the scripture would set those people free or would have caused them to never been in that situation. They would take supernatural deliverance now to get them delivered from their position. But now, here he says it is impossible to renew them again to repentance. Now, my understanding is that if they would repent, they could be saved. They could be returned to God. But it says it's impossible to renew them again to repentance. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, have tasted the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, tasted the good word of God and the power of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance. In other words, you can't convince them. You can talk till you turn blue in the face, and you will not convince them, because he's talking about people that were not tempted. He's talking about people that just simply decided that I don't want to go this way any longer. They've been partakers of the heavenly gifts. They have tasted of the good word of God. They have operated in the gifts of the Spirit. And they simply decided that I'm going to turn my back on all of this and go back into sin. Now, he said an individual that's done that, he said it's impossible for you to be able to renew them again to repentance. Because they are filled with their own ways. It is rebellion against God. But now the scripture says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what are you going to do with that scripture compared to this scripture? So you see, it really didn't say what we thought it said at all. Even though, as I mentioned, there are people that when they get in this position that never come back to God. But it just simply says that it's impossible for you to renew them. You can't renew them. You can't pray the prayer of faith for them. You can't get them back. You can't convince them to change their mind. Because these people have made a decision, a quality decision, without temptation, just simply deciding to go back. Scroll on to verse 7. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs meat for them, by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire, now notice what Paul says here, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence and the full assurance of hope to the end, that ye be not slowful, but followers of them who through faith and patience possess the promises. Now see, the scripture here, Paul admonishes us 
to not be slothful, but to follow them who through faith and patience possess the promises. You see, it takes faith to please God. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. For those that come to him must believe that he is, and believe that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. Now, quite often you hear people say, well, you know, God did this and God did that, and they blame God for what happened to Job. Well, you know what God did to Job. Have you ever heard that? (laughs) Well, yes, I know what God did to Job. God gave Job twice what he ever had. God rewarded Job for his faithfulness to come back and to hold fast to what God showed him. God had to shake him with some truths to get him off of some of his unbelief. Because Job got over in the area of fear. And the things that he feared did come upon him. But what God did to Job was blessed him. It was the devil that stole from Job. Now, here you find that the Apostle Paul is telling us to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. It takes faith to enter into the promises of God. God has made definite provisions for us. Everything that you have need of in this life, God's already made provision for. But you know, one of the problems is that so many people don't have faith to believe God for the provisions that He's already made. God has made provisions. Through faith and patience, we enter into the promises. It doesn't happen just because it's in the Bible. You see, people get mad at God sometimes. They say, well, you know, the Bible said this and it didn't happen to me. It just must not be true. Well, you know, it's not God's will that everybody be healed because, you know, I prayed and I didn't get healed. Well, now, you know, if you took experience for everything, see the way that some people reason things out. (laughs) If you would take that and reason everything the same way, then we'd throw the whole Bible away. We'd say, well, you know, uh, I guess salvation doesn't work. Because, uh, you know, I know brother so-and-so, and he went away from God, and he just lost out with God. So I guess salvation doesn't work. He died and went to hell. And I know that this other guy, he lived and went to church and never did get saved, so I guess salvation doesn't work. Well, if you went by experience, if anyone ever missed heaven, then you could say salvation didn't work if you was going by experience. Because it sure didn't work for that guy, did it? Well, the reason it didn't was because he didn't work it. In other words, the provision was made. God made the provision. God didn't have to do another thing. It wasn't up to God. It was up to the individual. So it's through faith and patience that we possess the promises. He goes on here to say, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. It wasn't something that God just took lightly. He made this thing strong and swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast this week. Now, this is the last day for book offer number 7520. It's entitled, When Jesus Prays Through You. Now, the title has been changed. It's formally entitled, Jesus Our Intercessor. 131-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15.
Now, in this book, we just can't talk about all the things here on the broadcast, but the second chapter is called Intercession Under the Old Covenant. The third chapter is No Justice and No Intercessor. The fourth chapter is called Supernatural Intercession. We have supernatural intercession today by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the intercessor. The Spirit of Christ prays through your spirit the way God would pray. That's what the Apostle Paul says. When we know not what to pray for as we ought, then the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, prays the way God would pray. Would it help you if God prayed for you? Well, we know it would. This is supernatural intercession interceding for others in the Spirit. When we don't know how to pray with our natural minds, we switch over into the Spirit. Then chapter 5 is called the present-day ministry of Jesus Christ. So many in the church know very little about this. It's still an ongoing ministry. Chapter 6 is Jesus' ministry depends on you. It doesn't just depend on what Jesus can do from heaven. It depends on what you do here on earth. Because we're here on earth. We have authority to pray and to call for supernatural intervention in the earth. And we have the authority to use the name of Jesus to destroy the works of the devil. Chapter number 7 is called Intercession Through Your Spirit. Jesus, the intercessor, prays through your spirit, through the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit's call, the Spirit of Truth. When He's come, He teach you all things, guides you into all truth. And the last two chapters, God has control of end results. And chapter 10, following the Spirit in prayer. That's offer number 7520 for a total of $15. Our toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.